Welcome in, fellas, ladies, to the Week 3 We Know Fantasy DFS podcast. I'm joined tonight by none other than Nate himself, and Justin's back after a week off. Justin and Nate, say hello to the people. How are we, everyone? This is Nate here, and, uh, you know, I'm loving this DFS podcast. We haven't given you the best advice thus far. You know, Week 2 is a lot better than our Week 1 suggestions, but we're here for a Week 3 to give you guys some much better advice than the previous two weeks. (laughs) <laughs> I hear you. Nate and Nick, thanks for having me back. Looking forward to it, ready to give some people some better picks. Let's win some money this weekend. Once again, this is your host, Nick, a.k.a. The Fantasy Mechanic. You can check out the We Know Fantasy weekly or daily podcast now. We, are, we have a podcast scheduled for each day. Mondays is our waiver wire wish list with Nate and Zach. Tuesdays is Samuels versus Slanger which is uh, Leighton, who's a uh, podcast you know, where he debates himself and alters his voice. It's kind of a really cool podcast. I definitely recommend checking it out. On Wednesdays, we got the We Know Fantasy podcast with Nate and featuring the Fantasy Pro, where they go over the week that was and the week that's coming up. On Thursdays, it's our Contributors podcast, where we have a, a selection of all of our contributors, various um, different topics each week, Dynasty, DFS, uh, Panics, stuff like that um on fridays is uh Leighton again with his podcast where he goes over thursday night's game uh saturdays is our dfs special of course uh and sundays don't forget to check out our live on twitch with brian uh again you can find us all of us on we know fantasy on facebook instagram and twitter and don't forget to check out our website at we know fantasy.com so last week uh, it was just me and Nate, so we're going to run down our results from last week. Nate, go ahead and run down all your results and your players from last week. All right, guys, real quick before we hop into this, Brian goes live on our Twitch stream, which is twitch.com slash fantasy every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Uh, TV some uh, starts and sits and uh, answers all your questions. Last week I joined him, and if I have time this week, I'll join him again. So let's move forward here. My picks last week, Miles Sanders was a lock for me, 21.1 points, a good su- suggestion there. Kenyon Drake was another lock for me, 11.5, underperformed there. And then Adam Thielen was a guy I thought would have a fantastic week against that Minnesota Vikings defense. Didn't really work out, 6.1 points. That's how fantasy football goes. My long shots, you know, Janu Smith was one of them, 24.4 points. Fantastic, you know, suggestion there. Antonio Gibson, 12.2, not too bad. But Brennan Ayuk did not have a great NFL debut of 4.1 points. My defense, the Arizona Cardinals had 13 points. Uh, give me a total of 82.4 points. Uh, I'll credit that. I have a quarterback in my lineup, just so you guys know. And, uh, you know, my, def- my defense suggestions the last two weeks have scored a combined 32 points. So I'll keep holding, hanging my hat there and picking the right defense. Yeah, definitely, Nate. Another defense you uh, went and hit the nail on the head with. Keep it going. Let's see what you'll have this week for us. So my uh, picks last week, I'll run down the results of them real quick. So my locks were Dak Prescott, who had 43.8. Great pick. Dak- it was great. Worked out great for me, too. Austin Eckler, who had 18.8. Allen Robinson, 6.3. Thought he'd have a little more in that game against the Giants, but um, he didn't, unfortunately. Uh, I also took Philip Rivers as a long shot with 11.8. That's terrible uh, as a quarterback for DFS. I also, for a long shot, had Zach Moss, who had 3.7. And here's the long shot that hit the home run for me. C.D. Lamb with 20.5. And my defense for last week was the Buccaneers, who scored 16. I actually outshined Nate in the defense. It only took me two weeks. Thank God for that. Uh, for, <laughs> That's a good pick. A total 
of 120.9. Um, that's actually pretty good. It's not bad. Uh, I'd like to see it get a little better. I think maybe what we'll do is next time there's only two of us on a pod uh, for the DFS special, maybe we each run down a full lineup and then that'd be fun. The results the following week. So if, if you guys are ever on and it's just me and you, maybe that's what we'll look to do. All right, Justin. So we're going to get you involved here. So for this week's uh, DFS picks, go ahead and start us off with your first lock of the week, Justin. Yeah, so I'm going back to the well here. You used him last week, and he didn't come up very big for everyone, but we're going to go back to it, and that's Allen Robinson. He's coming in versus Atlanta this week. If you listen to the the contributors pod on Thursday, you would have listened to me talk about Allen Robinson, some of the the statistics that he's come up with this season. He's got he's he's getting about 18 targets in the first two weeks. I think that's going to continue. He's caught 100 percent of his accurate throws gone his way. He's taking advantage of the opportunities that are catchable. I think this guy is really just the, the top's going to come off. This Atlanta defense has been a leaky wheel all season long. They're giving up. I had this stat right here. They're giving up 372 passing yards per game and five passing touchdowns. Stack Allen Robinson in that lineup and get a touchdown this week. Yeah, like Justin said, this Atlanta defense has allowed the sixth most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers through – uh, two weeks. That's not going to stop here. There's nothing really happening in that in that secondary, especially. So Allen Robinson, the PPR monster, Mitch Trubisky, and him will get back on track here. Uh, I think Nick alluded to it last week where he likes to play people who, uh, you know, after a week of coming out in the public uh, with contract disputes or you know reports of being unhappy, things like that. They usually go off. Uh, maybe it's just a week delayed here for Allen Robinson, but I like him against this Falcons defense for sure. Yeah, definitely. You guys kind of touched on everything there. I just want to throw his uh, cost out there. He's 6200 in DraftKings and 6900 in FanDuel. Again, all our prices, when we say them, the first number is going to be DraftKings. The second number will be FanDuel for everybody. But as far as down at Robinson as a lock this week, I love it. There's not much more to add. You guys totally killed it with that. So, Nate, go ahead and give us your first lock of the week. All right. I'm going to Denver here with Melvin Gordon. You know, Philip Lindsay out again, so Melvin Gordon will be that lead back. Last week with Philip Lindsay, Philip Lindsay gone again, he saw 19 carries, 70 yards, and not score a touchdown on the ground, but he caught uh, three of his or two of his three targets for 14 yards in the score. So he has three touchdowns now uh, through the first th- uh, two weeks. That's two through the air and one on the ground. Gets the um, Tampa Bay defense uh, this week, who have allowed the eighth most fancy points to opposing running backs thus far. Um, even if they are to fall behind, which you can assume they will against Tom Brady and company, Melvin Gordon is involved in the passing game. As we show, he has two receiving touchdowns for the first two weeks, especially in the red zone. They really want to go to him. You know, no Drew Locke this week. You know, so, uh, you know, look for, look for, uh, was it Driscoll to, uh, you know, target not only dip the ball back to Melvin Gordon, but look for this team to rely heavily on the running game. Uh, they're at, they're at home. So, you know, you know, without crowd, so it's not the biggest advantage, but look for them to, you know, run the ball early and then pass from behind where Melvin Gordon is a stud in the passing game as well. Yeah, definitely. Melvin Gordon wasn't a guy with real high on in redrafts or dynasty leagues, but as far as the DFS play, especially this week, I love it. And he's 5,800 draft Kings and 6,500 Fandle. I think getting an RB one for 5,800 draft Kings is a steal. Can't beat that. 
I like this pick too. I'm not going to go against it here. I will say that uh, Philip Lindsay did practice today. He's coming off as doubtful, so I don't think he's going to play. So just just keep that uh, keep an eye on that as you know you go into the weekend. Um, you know the, the Tampa Bay defense giving up 84 yards a game. They've given up three touchdowns so far. Melvin Gordon is going to be that guy out the goal line. He's going to catch passes. Jerry Judy has also been ruled out, I believe, this weekend. So that's another pass catcher that's down for that team. So look for a lot of Noah Fant, maybe some KJ Hamler, but but MG3 is probably going to get going. Yeah, definitely. Good point. All right, so for my first lock this week, I'm going to go with the homer pick. Uh, I'm going back to the well, uh, just like Justin went with my Al Robinson from last week. I'm going with Nate's Miles Sanders from last week uh, to this week against Cincinnati. Uh, he's 6,400 in DraftKings, 7,400 in FanDuel. Um, we've seen what the Browns did to Cincinnati on the ground with uh, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Uh, Miles Sanders actually had a decent game against the Rams. I think he's fully healthy now. Carson Wentz has absolutely looked terrible. They need to get the running game started. Uh, it's going to have to start with Miles Sanders. I think Cincinnati is a get-right game for the Eagles. Um, I just think he can explode for 100-plus and a, a couple catches and possibly two touchdowns for it. And 6,400 as an RB1 is a pretty nice price. No, I agree with this pick here, too, especially that Geno Atkins has now been ruled out for the Cincinnati Bengals. They thought he might come back this week. They don't have a lot on the interior, even though that Eagles line has struggled to start the season. I think this is going to be a get-right game for that entire organization, so I'm in lockstep with you. Yeah, it's, it's weird to see a world where this this Eagles team is 0-3, but, uh, you know, Nick, as the Eagles fan, is any of their, you know, uh, offensive linemen who have missed these first two games coming back for week three? Uh, I believe Lane Johnson is questionable, uh, but I still don't see him playing. Um, it, it, it's, it has crushed this team between Brooks being out, Diller, Johnson. Um, it, it's tough for them to get anything going, but I still think Carson Wentz has to play better. I still think they have to be able to run the ball in order for Carson Wentz to be a better quarterback. Yeah, they have to take something off Carson Wentz, and therefore, like I said last week, Miles Sanders was a must-start for me. Is a very juicy uh, start here with the f- uh, team that's allowed the mo- fifth most fancy points to opposing uh, running back. So, again, roll out your Miles Sanders shares. All right, Justin, go ahead and give us your second lock for the week. So my second lock for the week, I'm coming in with Jonathan Taylor from the Indianapolis Colts playing against the New York Jets this weekend. Taylor has obviously done well now that Marlon Mack's gone down. The, you know, everybody that invested in Taylor and redraft leagues has kind of hit the lottery because Mack, the Mack injury. The Jets' defense is right now giving up 140 yards a game. He's going to be the main main guy that's carrying the load back there. Three rushing touchdowns. He also catches the ball out of the backfield. We know what Phillip Rivers does when checking it down to the running backs. I think Jonathan Taylor gives you some some really good play this week at 6,700 for uh, 6,700 for Fanduel and 7,000 for DK. Yeah, look at last week: 26 rushing attempts. And just two targets, but in week one, he saw six targets. Like you said, Phil Rivers loves to check down to his quarterback, but 26 uh, rushing attempts. I know they grabbed that lead early against Minnesota, um, and they have the Jets this week, but they should jump out again, and we saw what the 49ers did against them with, you know, three-quarters of their team missing due to injury. So expect him to jump out early and feed the ball to Jonathan Taylor like they did last week. Yeah, I love this pick. Um, you mentioned the prices, and uh, DK, 7000 FanDuel, 6700 uh, something I just want to point out to, to you know, 
newer people to DFS, most times DraftKings is a lower price. FanDuel's a higher price. If you're a FanDuel player, you're getting an RB1 who's $300 cheaper on DK, where usually it's inflated on FanDuel from usually a price like this would be 7000 for DK and for FanDuel like 7800 So you're really getting them at a good cost. You guys kind of nailed everything on the head with Jonathan Tower. I think it's interesting to see how Naheem Hines got phased out last week. So I do think this is the RB1, and I do think he has that catch the ball and reception upside. All right, Nate, give us your second lock for the week. All right, I'm going with what should be the highest scoring game of the week. I'm going to Mari Cooper against Seattle Seahawks. Going to Seattle, you know, they had that improbable, almost impossible come from behind win last week. The Cowboys did against the Falcons. Uh, we won't say that again probably in our lifetime, what they did. That was rather impressive. But so far, Seattle has allowed the most fancy points to opposing quarterback or wide receivers, I apologize. So 6500 here at DraftKings, decent price. 7000 at FanDuel, again, decent price. I know this Cowboys offense is loaded, but Cooper is a trusted guy. If you're playing from behind, which we expect the Cowboys to do with as hot as Russell Wilson is this season, can't slow that man down. You have to rely on, you know, Amari Cooper. Uh, I just love this pick here. Uh, again, Seattle can't stop anyone through the air. So, you know, if you're playing any Cowboys, you know, I'm going to agree with you, but I'm just going to go with the top guy here with Amari Cooper for this uh, lock of the week. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you said everything with Seattle's defense there. I mean, they, they gave up a, um, a boom game that Julian Edelman last week, even the kill Harry had a decent game against Seattle last week. I just think Amari Cooper's due. Um, I think in week one, he had 10 catches last week. He was kind of, um, I'm not sure what his catches were last week. I know CD Lamb was their leader. Uh, but Gallup has disappeared in this offense. I'm not sure why. Uh, it seems like CD Lamb has emerged, but I still think Amari Cooper is the wide receiver one there. I love it, especially for the price you're getting him at. You guys hit all of it right there. Get get shares of this track meet. This is what it's going to be. Um, I'm hoping Gallup kind of gets off the snide this week, but I think there's going to be so much volume that's in this game that every one of them is a playable option. Loving that illusion there to attract me. Yeah. yeah, so speaking of this game, here goes my second lock of the week. DK Metcalf versus the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Metcalf had a great game last week against Stephon Gilmore, who we all know is probably, arguably, the best corner in the game. Um, he's 6,500 in both DraftKings and in FanDuel. It's another thing that you kind of want to look at when you're doing, whether you're playing DraftKings or FanDuel. Look at price relevance and how close they are, and it kind of gives you an indication of how valuable that play may be for you. So it's like we said with uh, Nate's Amari Cooper pick. Give me everything in this game. Give me any player, any, uh, te- you know, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Amari Cooper, CD Lamb, Michael Gallup, Zeke Elliott, Chris Carson, and Russ Wilson and Dak. And, Tony, and you can even throw in the tight end and uh, Dalton Schultz. And I don't know who it is for Seattle. It's gonna Greg be- Olson? Yeah, or Olson. Who knows? But give me everything in this game, and not only for Daly, but also in your your, your regular leagues. No, absolutely. I mean, right now, you know, Nate touched on it. Nobody is hotter. And I've never seen a quarterback as hot as Russell Wilson right now. I mean, he's coming off 14% of his pass attempts are resulting in touchdowns. He's got nine touchdowns and 11 incompletions. It's insanity. You know, I I would probably debate on whether that efficiency keeps up, but I think this week it it absolutely does. Dallas has been nothing but another squeaky wheel and and on that back half of that defense, they're getting no pass rush. DK Metcalf's a slam dunk. As a lifelong and diehard 49ers fan, 
though those stats you just read kind of make my blood boil a little bit. I hate to say it, but DK is he's he's turned to a superstar wide receiver. He made Stephon Gilmore look like an average cornerback last year or last week, and that's impossible to do. He you know tooled that guy. You know, I always have this debate. DK Metcalf can't run routes. He ran fantastic routes last week on on a uh, primetime football. It's it's uh, I I hate to say it. This Seattle defense or offense is one of the better offenses we'll see in a long time. And DK Metcalf is that wide receiver one. So anytime you want to start him, I can't debate with that. Yeah, and I think something that needs to be mentioned here: Seattle's defense is so bad they have to air the ball out. So I think anytime you can get DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett in a lineup, whether it be uh, Dally or weekly. I think it's a great play for you. So just keep that in mind going forward. All right. So now we're going to jump into our long shot segment. Long shots are kind of our players where you can get them on the cheaper side, but they have that opportunity of booming for you and really making your Dally lineup boom for the week for you and win you some money. So without further ado, Justin, go ahead and give us your first long shot this week. Yeah, so my first long shot is probably going to be on the little bit of a higher side from a cost for second for a long shot, but I'm going to Sean Jackson. We talked about it a little earlier. We think this is a get-right game for that Eagles offense. I'm even saying that you could potentially stack a Wentz with a Deshaun Jackson, but Jalen Rieger is down. Uh, went on I, I believe they put him on IR. He's going to be out for probably six to eight weeks with the UCL injury. Uh Really, there's nobody other than the tight ends to catch passes right now. Um, tight ends and, and Miles Sanders, obviously. But Deshaun had six six catches on nine targets last week, so his targets are there. And obviously, he's he's just a he's one of those guys like a Will Fuller who can make your day with two or three plays, and he may get loose on this Cincinnati defense. Yeah, I can't debate against that boomer bust type of thing, you know. But this the Cincinnati secondary is is rather good i don't know if that's because they allow such you know dominance from opposing teams to the running game where it makes their secondary look good because people aren't thrown against them often but i'm i'm not on board with this pick i don't think you roll out deshaun jackson this week carson Wentz has been struggling eagles have been struggling i don't see how that changes here against a rather decent secondary in my opinion so uh yeah i'm leaving deshaun jackson out this week but uh, like you said, I could eat my words here when he goes for, you know, 210 yards and two touchdowns in a typical, you know, Deshaun Jackson you know, type of performance. Yeah, I think, I mean, I totally understand your point, Nate, but my view of this, Rieger's out, Jeffrey's out. The only thing you have is your two tight ends and Ertz and Goddard and Deshaun Jackson and Greg Ward. Um, I think someone's going to have to be the recipient of passes. He does have that down the field, you know, long bomb, uh, touchdown, which, you know, we all know is great for, for your Dally fantasy. I totally understand. Listen, I'll be the first to tell you, as an Eagles fan, I'm a Deshaun Jackson hater. Um, you know, I kind of didn't even want to see him re-signed here. I kind of was hoping they were going to cut him. So, But I just think with their injury sustained to their wide receiving core, and I think he's he's going to become a target for Wentz this week. Hey, why are you hating one- on our Sega white side here? <laughs> you didn't mention, I, my man. He can't, he can't get on the field. And when he does, he drops the ball. So, uh, yeah, our Sega Whiteside, or I, I can't even pronounce his name right. I'm not going to try. But um, <laughs> I don't even like him in Dynasty anymore. I'm trying to get rid of any of my shares of JJ. This JJ. is kinda, Yeah, this is insane. If you load the Eagles depth chart here, you know, Alshon Jeffrey out, Jan Rieger out, Quez uh, Watkins, IR, Marquez, or Marquise Goodwin out. So there's literally on their depth chart here, there's two healthy wide receivers with Jackson and JJ or Sega Whiteside. 
that's my point. Like you have to, someone has to be the recipient. I mean, I, I, I can see our Sega white side in, in, in the red zone, but as far as working the ball down the field, I think Deshaun Jackson, like Justin said, could be, could quite capably give you a decent game. And he's cheap. Well, right. And the one thing I will say, like, I understand where Nick's coming from because Carson Wentz has not looked very good. And this Bengals defense from a pass perspective has looked pretty solid. I would say though, they did face Tyrod Taylor in the first week. As a Chargers fan, wasn't going to get much from the passing game there. And obviously, the two the two headed monster that Cleveland has just ran the ball down their throats. Uh, one one little nugget here for the Eagles: they are top five in the NFL for passing in positive game scripts and early downs. Oh, it's interesting. No. All right, so that'll be that's our Deshaun Jackson debate for tonight. I hope everybody enjoyed that. So, Nate, go ahead and give us your first long shot of the week. I'm sure it's a homer. Yeah, let's go for a homer alert here. Nick Mullins against the New York Giants, 5,100 on the DraftKings, a little more expensive, 6,500 on FanDuel. You know, Jimmy G is out. You have, uh, you know, a plethora of 49ers players out. They're on their third-string center. Uh, you know, George Kittle's going to miss time. Um, Raheem Mostert's not going to play. Tevin Coleman's not going to play. I can go on for a while here with saying that. But, you know, Nick Mullins... When he did play, you know, two years ago for the 49ers, he did look competent at time, put some fantasy points, made some fantasy relevant performances. And due to this, with the with so much of their team, not only offense but defense, down, I think this game is a little tighter than we want it to be. So we're going to see some Nick Moans late in the game. You know, he's very good at throwing to, to tight end. So I don't have this guy. None of us uh, do either. But if you have Jordan Reed, he's going to be a fantastic play this week. Uh, with George Kittle confirmed out for the uh, third straight week of the season, or second straight game of the sweet season, sorry. Um, but yeah, Nick Mullins, very cheap for a starting quarterback, and I liked it to play that, especially with the upside against the Giants defense, which is not very good. Um, you know, a a uh, you know a lead running back here in Jarrett McKinnon, we'll talk about someone else down the backfield coming up, but Jarrett McKinnon, you know, very, very good in the past game, one of the better passing backs in the league. Uh, so look for Mullins to target him often. And, uh, you know, put up some decent points quietly. Not, you know, you're not going to see any bombs here. But I think he quietly does it, we know, with those quick slants to Bernard Ayuk, uh, Jordan Reed, and uh, the likes of Jared McKinnon. Yeah, definitely, Nate. I'm totally on board with this, especially since you brought up the point of possibly stacking Mullins and Reed at a, such a cheap price. If, I'm not sure of what Reed's cost is. I know I had him last week, and he was only 3200 last week. So I'm not sure what his, his price is this week in DraftKings. But let's just – Say he's the same, or say he's thirty-five hundred. Between your quarterback and tight end, you're looking at eighty-five hundred. You can splurge on running backs and wide receivers, and possibly hit a home run with a lineup. But you also touched on something I was going to bring up that I think this game's going to be a lot closer than people think, and I think he is going to have to throw the ball. What's your thoughts on that, Justin? So I have got to go against this pick, and and really it's because the Giants' defense, while not that good, has been pretty pretty decent against the pass. Now, obviously, they were they were getting beat, so teams went to the run. Uh, they actually are giving up 188 yards per game so far this season. They've got six sacks, so it's not crazy, but they are putting some pressure. I think that defensive line can put a little bit of pressure. I'm a little worried about those pass catchers, and I think that, the, as I'll talk about here in a second, as Nate kind of mentioned, the running back whisperer that is Kyle Shanahan may keep this ball on the ground and try to grind this game out. That's an interesting take. Very interesting take. I like that. Okay, so my first long shot this week. Now I'm going to go against my Eagles. I'm going with Drew Sample of the Cincinnati Bengals. 
He's 3,500 in DraftKings, 4,800 in FanDuel. It's a big jump there in the price between DraftKings and FanDuel. My reason for it, the Eagles have given up four touchdowns to tight ends this season. One to Logan Thomas and three to Higby. Um, Drew Sample had six catches in the fourth quarter on Thursday night against the Browns. C.J. Uzama is out. Drew Sample steps in as the number one tight end on the Cincinnati Bengals. And we all saw how Joe Burrow loves to dump the ball, throw the ball to the tight ends. If I'm not mistaken, I believe both Drew Sample and C.J. Uzama, before he went out, had seven catches in that game. That's 14 receptions to a tight end. So keep that in mind. And the Eagles have been bad against tight ends. There's for some reason they can't cover the tight ends. And like I said, his price is very reasonable. Yeah, so for this price, it's a, it's a great dice roll, I think, here. Um, I talked about this offense last night on the Contributors Podcast about how Joe Burrow has almost clipped 100 pass attempts in two games. That's crazy pass volume. He seems to be – this offense seems to be inept to throw on the ball to the running backs. Uh, obviously, Joe, Joe Mixon is having a little trouble getting some catches there. Uzama's out. He was a favorite target. I think when they get in the red zone, if Joe Burrow's going to throw, he's going to look for those bigger targets. A.J. Green's not – creating a whole lot of separation so your big tight end may be somebody that can get loose so for a dice roll at that price i can't disagree yeah i'm not gonna disagree either 3500 for the you know tight end playing the team that's a lot of the third most fancy points to uh, opposing tight ends uh like you said we we talk this all the time you know young quarterbacks love to look for the likes of their tight end or running backs to toss the ball to and with you know this team refusing to throw the ball to joe mixon for some reason um, who, again, is one of the best pass catching backs in the league. Uh, you know, we're going to look for the tight end early. We're going to look for the tight end often. And Drew Sample could be a very, you know, 3500 in DraftKings is a very cheap price for a you know, tight end one in a pretty hot offense where, you know, this Eagles-Bengals game could, you know, become a high-scoring affair. Both defenses aren't fantastic, and their offenses can click when they're going. So uh, things could get out of hand here, and, you know, Drew Sample could get a ton of targets. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I was looking for a 3,500 um, player tight end in DraftKings, and Drew Sample came up. I'm like, oh, they're playing the Eagles. They've given up four touchdowns to tight end. So it felt like a no-brainer to me. Justin, go ahead and give us that that other player that is so integral to our whole conversation tonight that's your second long shot. Yeah, so I'm going. I'm going to Nate's 49ers here, and you know everybody from the from the redraft leagues. Jarek McKinnon was the big time waiver wire pickup this week. Everybody's thinking he's going to find lightning in a bottle. The guy's got some athleticism. I'm going on the long shot with Jeff Wilson Jr. And the reason I'm going here is the Giants are giving up some run some run yardage. Jeff Wilson Jr. is going to be the guy between the tackles. I don't think Jarrett McKinnon has got the, you know, we've seen him in, in the past. I have worried that the guy is going to really be able to withstand, say, 15 to 20 touches. So I think there's going to be a lot there for Jeff Wilson. And I do think he's going to be the guy at the goal line. So you're talking about someone that's coming in at 4,000 on DraftKings, 5,200 on FanDuel's a little, a little bit higher, um, but somebody that I think is definitely going to find pay dirt. Yeah, you talked about it uh, earlier when you called Kyle Shanahan the court, uh, the running back whisperer. Exactly what he is. He is, you know, phenomenal when it comes to that. Excuse me. He will get the most out of anyone. And uh, so be it here, Jeff Wilson, who um, we will see as, you know, this potential potential lead back here for the 49ers where Jeff McKinnon, like I said before, pass catching back, you know, you know, you do your, your tosses. They love the game in the open space with the athleticism, but Jeff Wilson here hitting the, uh, between the tackles, six foot, 
194. Uh, can't really go against it with Tevin Coleman and Raheem Mostert both out. Uh, I don't hate this pick. Uh, you know, I think he's going to be touchdown dependent. I don't think he has that explosiveness in the 49ers, you know, offensive lines beaten up a bit to uh, really, you know, explode through those, you know, through those holes. So, you know, a little touchdown dependency. But here in the long shots, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for a guy who can get two touchdowns for you. And Jeff Wilson, you know, very well could, you know, score two touchdowns in this, let's say, 20 to 16 win by the 49ers. Yeah, definitely. I don't think there's much for me to add. Um, the only thing I would say is I love it because he is the goal line back as well. And, and this being a grinder game against the Jet, or excuse me, um, against the Giants, I could see some goal line work for Jeff Wilson. So there's not much more for me to add. I'm pretty sure you guys hit that all in the head. Yes, sir. So, Nate, go ahead and give us your second long shot. Oh, here's a guy I've talked about previously in the Waiver Wire Wishlist podcast and, you know, across several podcasts because I'm on about 12 a week for some reason. This is Logan Thomas, uh, you know, Washington taking on Cleveland, who just so happens to have allowed the most fancy points to opposing tight ends thus far this season. $3,700 on, uh, you know, DraftKings. That value is right there with like, Drew, Z- uh, Drew Sample, who's only $200 less, and $4,900 on FanDuel. Um, through, through these first two weeks, he has 17 targets. Uh, so he's averaging eight and a half per game. He seems to be Dwayne Haskins safety net, his go-to guy. You know, the, uh, receptions aren't where you want them to be, but as this connection develops here, and this is a great week to do this against this Browns offense, you know, Washington's arguably probably gonna be trailing most games. Cleveland was clicking last week, so if their offense still continues to go, even though Washington's a rather good defense, in my opinion, they're very underrated, especially there in the front four, front seven, um, where they could keep you know Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in check if if that if if that is at all possible, Washington can do that, uh, where they might have to throw the ball. Um, so I think Logan Thomas here, just pure volume. That's it. You're looking for these long shots here. You know, DraftKings and FanDuel both operate under PPR formats. So if you're getting eight to nine targets as a tight end, say, you know, say he's like a game, he catches 67 of those, six, seven points, scores a touchdown, there's another six points on top of 40 yards. You're, you're flirting with 20, you know, 20 points just like that. Very simple. Uh, Logan Thomas due to volume is my pick this week. Yeah, I mean, I actually love it, especially going back to relating it to the Drew Sample pick of mine. Uh, they're playing Cleveland, and we saw that Cleveland gave up 14 catches to tight ends on Thursday night against the uh, Bengals. So, and as you mentioned, Haskins, it seems to be a safety net. I think Logan Thomas can, you know, easily score you a touchdown in this game, uh, possibly two, depending on the situation down there inside the red zone. Yeah, you know, again, for a long shot, you know, you can't, you can't, it's hard to battle against a price like this. Do we know if Grady Williams is coming back this week? No, I'm not even sure if he is. And, and the only reason I ask that is because, you know, the only other pass catcher really is going to be Terry McLaurin. I mean, you know, Steven Sims does a little bit between the middle of the field, but I think Logan Thomas is more of that big target that, you know, Haskins is really going to look for. It's going to be tough to run the ball. The Cleveland front seven's done pretty well against the run. You saw what they did bottling up Joe Mixon last week. So I love this for a Logan Thomas to get in the end zone at least. I don't know if anyone's ever asked me, you know, if Grady Williams is coming back for a fantasy football impact before. So can't really answer that question. <laughs> I, you know, I th- I, the reason I asked that is only because I think I think this this Cleveland defense kind of set up a little bit better than I. 
a little bit better on paper to start the year. But with Grady Williams going out, I think they, they became a little bit uh, leaky in the secondary. But when you have Denzel Ward, and who stays on one side most of the time, but if you get Grady Williams back, he, they kind of at least have a solid cornerback that's going to keep some targets away from McLaurin's to, to make this Logan Thomas pick a little bit better. Yeah, quick Google search shows that Grady is not going to play this week. Hmm. There you go. There's your answer. So I'm just going to apologize. I had some technical difficulties there. I hope it didn't interfere with your guys uh, speaking. Uh, my, my headphones and my microphone kind of cut off, so hopefully you guys can still hear me pretty clear. You're um, there. So I'm there. That's all that matters. So my second long shot for the week is Braxton Berrios of the Jets going against the Colts. He's 3,600 on DraftKings and 5,100 on FanDuel. Uh, my reason for this pick, uh, before they actually announced today that Crowder and Perriman will not be playing, um, was the injuries to the wide receiving court on that in that offense. Uh, it's confirmed today that Perriman and Crowder are out. I know Chris Hogan's battling an injury. Chris Herndon has just disappeared as far as the tight end and being Sam Donald's safety net. Uh, they're playing the Colts. The Colts, it scares me the team they're playing, I will say that. Um, the Colts shut down Adam Thielen last week. But for this price, 3600 a guy who had six targets, I believe he had 60 yards last week and a touchdown. I'm sorry, eight targets, six catches, and um, a touchdown last week. I think if you can get that for 3600 that's a steal for a daily lineup. Yeah, you kind of hit hit you kind of hit the nail on the head. Honestly, with the only worry I would have, I love this because who else is going to catch the ball? But you hit the nail on the head on the two offenses here. I don't see a lot of plays being ran, so that that'd be my only hesitation. Um, I think you could run into something kind of like Thielen last week, where you just don't throw the ball a whole lot. But you know, there's no one else to catch the ball. So at thirty six hundred dollars shoot them in there, and, and I think you can at least look for someone who's going to catch the ball six times, give you six points, get some yardage, and maybe even gets in the end zone. Yeah, this is the type of pick here that wins you you know, some money on DFS. This very, very cheap wide receiver who, if he can put up a decent game of double-digit points, frees up money so much elsewhere where you know some of the top-name wide receivers who always bust each week where people spend high on, you know, go out and say you spend your money on a wide receiver or a running back that doesn't, you're already ahead of them, and that's just, this is exactly how you get into the uh, into the money. You you play those deep uh, roster guys due to injury elsewhere uh, that can get you some solid points. Yeah, definitely. So that wraps up our long shots for this week. Hopefully, everybody gets them in, gets some of them into their lineups, and they do well for you. So our final segment of our DFS special each week is our defense. So far, Nate's been the champ, the champion of picking the defenses. Me and Justin are going to attempt to dethrone him this week. So, Justin, go ahead and give us your defense for this week. Yeah, so much to the chagrin of Nate here, I'm going with the Giants against San Francisco. And and for all the points that we've already talked about, even though we've got some players here that we think might score, um, you've got Nick Lunge, you've got an offensive line who's who's kind of banged up a little bit. You've got pass catchers who haven't really gotten stuff done. Um, I think the Giants can can get you a few points from the sack realm, maybe even get a pick from Mullins. Um, and they're a good play at 2700 for DraftKings, 3600 for FanDuel to, to give you a cheap defense that can that's not going to lose you points, which is, is what you're looking for here in DFS. Yeah, you hit it on the head there. Like I said previously, I don't think this game is high as high scoring on the 49 side, at least as they think. I think it'll be closer than it is. 
So they allow a few points, less than 21 there, possibly. You know, Nick Mullins, you know, makes an air pass. There's a turnover, and, you know, all is good there. You get a few points from your cheap DFS, uh, you know, you know, defense, and you, you move forward, and that's exactly what you're looking for. Yeah, definitely. I think you guys hit it. I don't think there's much to add to that with, you know, having a, a, a new or a backup quarterback playing the game. That is something you like to look for in DFS when you're picking a defense is, you know, who's going against a weaker quarterback. Uh, to get those interceptions, to get those sacks, to get those fumbles. So, yeah, I think the Jets could possibly be a great play this week. All right, Nate, go ahead and give us your defense. All right. So, don't know if I'm getting a little too uh, airheaded, too cocky here, because uh, my first two defenses did very well for me. So, I'm going to go again here. The first week, I picked the cheapest defense possible, and that was Washington. They had a fantastic week. So, I'm going to go again. Let's pick the cheapest defense possible. The New York Jets are the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, this is only because I think there's turnover potential each game by Phillip Rivers. He's thrown three interceptions and fumbled the ball once already through two games. So that's two turnovers per game uh, thus far by um, Phillip Rivers. Uh, you also have a rookie running back who was known for fumbling the ball in college. Uh, you know, I, I think it's only because of turnover potential. That's what I'm going for here. Swinging for the fence is $2,000 on uh, DraftKings and $3,800 on FanDuel. So if you're on DraftKings 2000, say you get a turnover or two and you allow less than 35 points, you're still in the profit. You're still making good choices here. Grab a sack here or there and you're, uh, you know, you already have a few points out of your defense at $2,000 and that cannot be denied. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I kind of like your trend. Uh, if this one hits a home run, I'm going to go ahead and pick your brain and, and, and get with the lowest defenses. And I'm going to go ahead and stream them in all my other leagues as well. So, like I said, you, you, you've kind of hit the nail on the head with your defenses, so I'm going to go ahead, and you're not going to get no argument out of me for taking the Jets this week. Yeah, same for me. You, you know, Phillip Rivers over the last three years has been number one in turnovers. That's because, you know, our boy Jameis Winston is on the bench in New Orleans. He's probably still got number one, but Phil is is, is clipping his, his, uh, his shoestrings, I would say. Um, you know, I – Nothing, nothing really to go against here. It's it's cheap as can be. Grab it and and see what happens. All right. So uh, my defense. I'm taking the Vikings versus the Titans this week. Uh, the Vikings are 2,500 on DraftKings, 3,500 on FanDuel. I just think this is that get right game for the Vikings. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Tennessee struggled a little bit last week against Jacksonville. Um, the Vikings are home. This is a game they have to have. We all know Tannehill's been great recently, even dating back to last year. I think he's just due for a letdown game. Uh, A.J. Brown's not playing in this game. Johnny Smith doesn't look like an absolute stud. Um, I just think it comes to an end this week, and I actually think Vikings win this game, and their defense has plays a part in that. Yeah, I, you know, I, I agree with it. You're picking a defense at, at home. Um, you know, you're splitting hairs when you come to defense and DFS. You're just looking for that home run shot to potentially get it. There's so much turnover on this Vikings defense that gives you a little bit of hesitance, and you think Derrick Henry might just just turn this thing out on the ground. But they're at home. they got to get right, so not a bad pick here. Yeah, if you look at this, this is a pretty ballsy pick. I'm not going to lie. You know, this Viking secondary is god-awful. But, uh, you know, their front four is, you know, you can debate that this is one of the best in the league uh, with Daniel Hunter and, uh, you know, uh, Yannick, however you say his last name. And Gakwe. And Gakwe. There you go. <laughs> uh, they, they have, you know, 
one of the best, you know, end duos in the league. So you, you pressure Ryan Tannehill, Tannehill here, who hasn't really faced a tight, uh, a defense of note, but excuse me, thus far, um, you know, you, you make that air pass and all it takes for a, you know, a cheap defense to really go off is a turnover or two. And that's what you're looking for here. And the Vikings really could do that here against Tennessee who, you know, rely on Derrick Henry, who the volume is there, but he hasn't really put up points. Um, how you would expect out of a you know top five top six draft pick and redraft, uh, so you know he'll keep carrying the ball. But this front four is rather good. Front seven, uh, you know Anthony Barr and whatnot. There, I don't think you can go against that. But the secondary is just so bad that it's hard to pick them here. I- I'm reluctant to pick them. Twenty five hundred is still cheap. So if you can grab that turnover or two, the Vikings could have a great week for you. And uh, you know hopefully uh, you guys compete with me here next week. When we're talking about defenses. Yeah, and, and just to, just to kind of give everybody a, a, a heads up, Daniel Hunter is not back yet. They did put him on IR, so so he won't be back at least until next week. Yeah, I'll three week IR. There it was. Yeah, three week IR. Next week's week four. There we go. Okay. All right. So that that does it for this week's uh, We Know Fantasy DFS podcast. Again, make sure you check out all our podcasts. We are now recording daily with different shows each day. Don't forget tomorrow, Sunday, and every Sunday to check out Brian on Twitch. I'll let Nate give you the handle for that. Nate, go ahead and give people, let the people know where they can find you and the handle for their live Twitch with Brian on Sunday. All right. You guys can find me. My name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. You can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. And every Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, you'll find our main man, Brian Wentworth, on our, our Twitch stream, that's www.twitch.tv slash Fantasy, where he'll be answering all your questions. And as the season goes on, uh, some of our contributors will pop on there with him as they will. Last week, I was on uh, I was on the Twitch with him. It was a fantastic time. It was fun. Uh, if I have time, you know, throughout the season, I'll hop on with him Sunday mornings. But uh, if if not, Brian will there be alone. And he's, uh, you know, a fantastic guy. Been here with us for two years. So I uh, look forward to seeing Brian on that live stream moving forward. All right, Justin, go ahead and let the people know where they can find you and throw in a little tidbit if you'd like. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, you know, hopefully I, I make some hay for you guys this week from the DFS standpoint. You can find me on Twitter at JFHornets25. Looking forward to it. Yeah, Justin, I, you seem to be a defensive guru. I'm going to have to pick your brain more in private about some defenses. I kind of enjoy that. Uh, could help with redraft and uh, DFS each week. Uh, again, I'm your host, Nick, a.k.a. The Fantasy Mechanic. You can find me on Instagram at Fantasy underscore Mechanic, as well as on Twitter at FB Mechanic. Um, again, check out all our podcasts. We are now recording daily. We know fantasy. You can find us on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. Nate, is there anywhere else they can find us? Any major, you know, podcast, you know, form out there, you can find us. Okay, awesome. So there you go, people. No excuses why you can't have the We Know Fantasy in your lineup. So that about does it for this week, week three. Go out there, set your lineups, win some money. Thank you. See you guys.